0: what's up everyone welcome back to ancient wisdom your weekly pokemon tcg podcast my name is Corey roush with me as always is dj keener dave how are you on a monday night yeah man not the the
1: normal recording time but you know had to get excited to talk about some pokemon so i mean hey
0: we're here living a dream I, i guess right i know personally i like like I like the convenience of being able to record during the workday better, just because like I have a lot of downtime at work, I can work while doing it, and like I, it doesn't take away from actually like doing stuff that I would rather be doing necessarily. Yeah. But I'm in a much better frame of mind when I'm not having to check my email and like actually able to sit here and like bullshit with
1: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way less uh, constrained for sure,
0: which is nice. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's coming on a day when. We don't have all of the top eight lists because, again, we're doing this the literal day after that a California regional ended. So um, I think that by the time this podcast actually comes out, we'll have more of the lists. But I don't think that will really change necessarily much of what we're taking away from this. And uh, I I know that we've referenced in the past that some of our favorite episodes to do are um, set reviews or like this really condensed like meta shifting. Um, One of the ones that personally I like to do, probably not more than. The new set one, but pro- definitely more than uh, the other, is uh, when I'm just real wrong, I like being able to kind of sit in it and figure out what happened. Um, and admittedly, I was wrong about uh, what was going to happen at this regional. I think that last week after, the, like we were like, well, the specific thing that I'm wrong about, right, is we were like, well, the two decks that were hyped that did not end up popping off were Colossus Lugia and Charizard. Which one do you think is going to rebound? And I said that I thought Charizard was going to rebound, and Lugia was an awful play. Um, Colorless Lugia took four of the top eight spots in the top eight here. So that's cool. Uh, I also picked Mew to win the event. Mew didn't top eight. Uh, No Charizard top eight. But I don't, like, that being said, I don't necessarily think other than four Lugia, because anytime you get four of a single deck in in a top cut, it's weird. I don't think any of this is necessarily all that strange Do you.
1: No, not
0: particularly. I think um
1: I, th- I think No Charizard is probably the truth instead of the outlier that we thought it might have been last week. Mm-hmm. Um For Lugia, again, obviously also an outlier. That's not normal, right? But I mean last week we talked about like the Chan Pao making top cut. Surprisingly, very close again, same player even, but it's not that that's not a deck that's gonna be like constantly in the top tier of play. Um I mean, I guess no. I we should back this up because we're also discounting that the deck that got
0: second was legit a surprise. Well, yes, yeah, 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 and, and we don't have the list for that yet. And it's funny because like, so it was Arceus, Gyarados V Max, um, which was a thing I think like right after Arceus came out, or like right like when we I still... say that was like almost the, it might not, it might have been a thing right at the beginning,
1: but I know towards the end of the pre. I don't know, pre Astral Radiance format, whichever set the second, uh, you know, after RCS and then the other ones came out. So you're saying, um, I so think towards the end of saying... that format, like the end of that set's lifespan, people hit the point of RCS decks being
0: so omnipresent that it was Gyarados Hammer Arceus. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm actually trying to find it now. Um, and I think that that was, I mean, it's, it's I, I actually didn't go back far enough because it had to be in 20. I think it was like, like May of 22. Yeah, that's what that sounds right. Uh, let's see. Maybe earlier than that, even though. Well, I think RC's came out in January of 22.
1: So I think it was roughly the end of that set's life cycle. So probably like April to May. Okay, let's... Right about the time we started playing again.
0: <laughs> it certainly like in earnest after the pandemic. So yeah, for sure. Okay, so, oh man. But going back and looking at some of these, it's just... So the first thing I clicked on was a Brazilian... Uh, regional mm-hmm. from May of 22, and uh, the winning deck was Arceus Lucario. Um, there's a bunch of Fusion Mew here. There's Sylveon Arceus. There's Arc Bees, big fan. Um, the only cool Arceus deck? I mean, that's probably not true, but it's closer to true than I would like to admit because uh, we, we're we obviously not big big Arc fans over here. It's I don't know why I'm sitting here looking for this and wasting all of it. Uh, there, yeah, there's Arc there's Gyarados from it. we got 22nd place in June of 22. So that's obviously, I think it got to a finals of a regional once. So that's not like the peak. I, I'm pretty sure it won a regionals already. Was it Was it a European one? I,
1: yeah, and I feel like, like, I don't want to get the name wrong here. But I feel like it was someone known, like like Nico or something won with it.
0: Was it? Well, let's see. This is, so there's Philip Schultz won with. That might be the one I'm thinking but it's, this isn't Gyarados. He yeah. won with Arceus Mancino, if you remember that deck. Mm, did he have hammers? probably. that's I'm probably getting the two mixed up then. It doesn't have hammers, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's all I around idea. that time where it was just, I don't like I don't know why we're going off on a tangent, mostly because like, if there's one thing we like, even if it's decks that we didn't end up liking, it's just no, like talking the about old decks.
1: Yeah, just talking about old stuff is cool, but also it would have been nice to get just like some frame of reference for like
0: what uh, a deck like this looked like previously. Oh, so I found it. Okay, so it came in second place at, um, a regional in leal which, funny enough, I think Lille is... the Is Lille the event this coming weekend? Doesn't matter. Um, it, it The reason why you would remember the event is because that was the one that Stefan won with uh, Liminal, and you ended up playing Liminal mm, yes. for yeah. a good bit of time right when we first started going back into like Locals. Um, it didn't play Hammers, but the, the gist of the deck was the Arce- was obviously Arceus, and then Gyarados VMAX, which uh, for Water Watercolors did 120 damage and discarded an energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. Uh, and then it played the Jolteon that if it had a memory capsule on it, uh, your opponent, the Water Pokemon, employed both yours and your opponent's have no abilities, <laughs> which was sick because the oh, Intellion line was just everywhere. Uh, and then it played Bibarel, so just Arc Bib with like this is the peak Arc Bib plus picking whatever type yeah. attacker, put cards so, in your deck, yeah, very disruptive. Uh, so I, I obviously that's not what this deck is because the Jolteon's gone and. And, and stuff like that but we could see i'm looking forward to this list not because i'll ever want to play it but i like i yeah I, but you might maybe i feel like and I, this is how i end up talking myself into rcs every single time is that i'm always intrigued that someone felt the need to sleeve up the cool arc box and then i play it and i'm like oh but yeah that was that, that was obviously the surprise of the weekend and i'm looking forward to seeing uh their list my
1: guess without seeing the list
0: or getting any deeper into this is that this dude just had a day well funny enough both both of the finalists this was their first ever retail, so like that's kind of cool
1: yeah yeah i mean definitely but yeah that makes me even more confident again this dude just had a a hot day and i i've seen like some amount of i feel like people really do everything in their power to discount like how much randomness is just in one of these tournaments and like don't hear what I'm not saying because I think a lot of people hear stuff like that and go like oh you need to like be accountable for your wins and losses like you know you can't blame variants all the time it's like yeah no you can't blame variants all the time but there is a ton of variance, mm-hmm. and like it, when you lose a game and you're like really frustrated about it because of the variance, it's like yeah you should look back and say like oh could I have done things differently did I not have to be in that spot but like Bro, like, things just happen. You're playing a game where you draw seven random cards from your stack of 60 and then just put six other ones to the side and hope you get them sometime later. Like, people just, things just happen. You flip a coin to see who takes the first turn, which is a giant advantage. Like, these things do all add up over the course of a tournament and, like, sometimes it's just your day. Sometimes you run high, you know? Like, sometimes you get two non-games on your winning end. You know? It's just all of these things happen and... I saw a lot of, not a lot of posts, I saw a couple posts where people were like legit trying to rationalize like why Arceus Gyarados was the right Arceus choice for the weekend. Here's a hint, man. It probably wasn't. This dude just ran hot, had a good day. Good for him. That takes nothing away from it. I'm sure he played well. It wasn't the right. That doesn't mean it's the right deck or even a good deck.
0: Correct. And like, I, I think that it's telling both in the, I don't, I, there, I mean, there was an Arceus deck that finished just off It came in ninth place. Yeah, it was gonna say, was, got ninth. Which, that feels better position for what we're seeing with all the Lugia. So that suddenly it, feels like a really good deck, right? <laughs> which is horrifying. But um, and like the Lost Box, because like it's like it's tough for Lost Box to deal with. Like if they're not, if if you're not somebody that's playing uh the Echoing Horn, which I think the, all of the Ogre lists are now, but I don't know that all of the Turbo lists are. Yeah, now. I, don't,
1: I don't think Turbo is like
0: unanimously playing it. Um, but like it could actually capitalize on on, on a ridiculous thing. But that's neither really here or there. I, I think that. What this tournament showed me, other than being wrong wrong about Lugia, was uh, we had kind of said that we thought that things were pretty, like even though it was wide open, pretty solved, and we we weren't sure how much things were really going to change. Like we thought there could be adjustments from week to week, but people might not necessarily play a different deck and things like that. And this showed me that uh, if even if people don't play a different deck, different decks can just rise to the fore of
1: uh, yeah. I guess the meta so
0: con- condensed.
1: I mean. First off, like, when you're doing predictions, obviously you're never, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say never, but, like, if you're, like, legit making your prediction based off, like, reasoning, you're never going to look at last week and go, ah, yes, this week, four Lucas will be in top eight. So, like, that's, I don't feel bad about, like, that sort of angle. But, I mean, I 100% agree. I think, and we did sort of say that the format is open, even though there's, like, just a set number of decks. I don't think we're seeing any new decks. You're going to see that constant like pivoting between the the metagame and different stuff uh, come out on top each week, um, but anytime you get four of the same
0: deck in top cut, it's something to to really think about and ask why in the world did that happen? Especially when I I believe it had under I, I don't have obviously we don't have the exact data for anything that do not make like the uh, the like board, but I don't it was not in the top five plays of like play rate, which means I believe it was under ten percent in terms of play rate. So to get four into the top eight is, is pretty astounding.
1: I'm trying to put my phone at because I saw that image somewhere, but that's up here. But I can't remember exactly what it was. I believe in day two it was nine percent in the field, which did then get four. Which was the bottom of the it was the bottom of the graphic also. Oh, um, that might also be wrong, but I will tell you it was the bottom deck on the graphic in day two.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the day two chart. I saw the day one chart, and uh, I think it was like and, Charizard and Lost Box were both at like fourteen percent. Um, which again, this guess is not bode well for Charizard.
1: We can, we can gather by looking, I can tell you what the number one deck in day two was in its percentage too, which was Lost Box with 22% of the day two field. And Colorless Lugia is well positioned, especially against Turbo Lost Box, but is still favored against Kyogre as well. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what happened. You get into the, the, day, the right day two field, even if you didn't convert well into day one, the day two field can still be very beneficial for you. Um, and the day two field, I'm going to guess Lugia converted well from day one to day two without looking too far into it, but the yeah. day two field was very, very good
0: for it. Yeah, for sure. And that's like, I I still think that it was probably overhyped going into Peoria and underhyped coming into this one, I and mean, it'll probably sell somewhere in the middle. I don't think it's necessarily going to get four spots. In, in,
1: in and I think... You know, I, I know part of the colorless Lugia Renaissance was a little bit that it was the better version into Charizard, but it still, from my estimation, was not a, a good matchup. And seeing Charizard drop off more and more is just going to be good for the deck, and seeing Lost Box pick up more and more is going to be good for the deck. So I think uh yeah, I don't think you're ever gonna get like a legit equilibrium with the events happening this quickly, but I think it underperformed last week, it overperformed this week and you know, it's a contender that's here to stay, but it's not, we're not signing back up for Lugia winter like last year. No, I I don't think so. And that's
0: like, that's obviously fine. Um, We don't have either of the first or second place lists yet, unless you've seen them somewhere that I have not. Yeah, no, I haven't seen them turn up anywhere, but Kalos Lugia is pretty standardized. There's only a couple tech spots, really. Yeah. Um, And let me, I think we actually have the list that came in sixth and eighth place. So uh the sixth place list is the one I brought up first just to see. Yeah, it is. I mean it is. The the, the tech spots, they actually did have a couple of, of the techs. At this point. at this point do you think Drapion's really a tech for the deck? I know that for a while it looked like it was. I don't think it is considered a tech anymore.
1: No, I mean I think
0: I think it's just necessary. hmm Um the big standout to me was they did I know that some people were going back and forth on if they would include the weird ear. This person did. Uh, and they also played the uh Radiant Charizard with the one of Luminous Energy, which I don't know which matchups that actually makes better. It could just be to try to stay as a single prize deck for everything until you just swing at the end with Weird Ear, but um mm-hmm. I also love that the deck plays four boss. That to me is that is the most attractive thing about this deck. is just I love yeah. the boss. I, I really like this version like of the deck
1: that's just playing all of the the bosses, kind of just a really straightforward engine. Um just three Lugias, which I think is a little bit interesting. I think the eighth place list also only played three Lugia Vs. I
0: think
1: uh, that's actually become pretty common. Yeah, which, I do too. Which so like the the spot that you swap is like, so what they're they're doing for a lot of people, not literally everybody, but for a lot of lists I've seen are actually playing the the Ditto as well from um
0: 151.
1: Uh-huh. And The one. Eighth
0: place list has that for sure.
1: And a lot of yeah in more nest balls, so you're able to get there a little more consistently that way as well. You're less risk,
0: like you're playing more overall copies of Lugia, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I it's 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 interesting. The, the, the eighth place list is actually, other than the fact that he laid it out like a complete yeah, monster, yeah, this hurts my eyes. But yeah. uh, it, they played the squawk, which I don't think that if I remember correctly, I don't think the sixth place list did. No, it doesn't. But they played the Luxray and the Charizard, so definitely. Heavier on the single prizers. Uh, well, the and...
1: X-ray is is big. I think like it's big. Calling your shot on last week not being accurate for Lugia's performance, mm-hmm. and that
0: worked out very well. Even though you know the person playing the the Mirtek got eighth, but I mean, but they I think they lost. They said they lost their teammate in top eight, which sure. I think so that like that's that's obviously which their teammate was playing the Kyogre. So which I, we just said was odd. So yeah definitely weird definitely definitely a strange tournament, but uh I like i I've played these lugia lists a bunch, and I know that you actually like playing Lugia far more than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, have you played much with colorless Lugia online yet at all?
1: No nothing the this format really yeah I, I like the deck I, you know the deck is fine. it hasn't really changed much from when we were playing it a lot. Um, the big thing for me, and I guess I'm surprised from a metagame perspective, this didn't happen was it like going into this tournament i thought the the dte grabber me would actually pick up in popularity in popularity instead of going down even further in popularity after showing that it was fairly well positioned and that deck only had like one copy in day two i think as far as i can tell or at least there was one in top 32 only um but that matchup with all those paths and the grabbers and it, it's just so heinous that i i didn't want to like the deck right now um And I'm kind of a a firm believer in the right Lost Box deck being Kyogre, obviously, which is the one that's not like strongly, you're not, again, you're not favored in Delugia, but it's a lot better of a matchup than Turbo is in Delugia. So it's just not like a deck that I love the position of um, based on like my kind of preferences in the metagame or my read on which decks I think are actually the best. But obviously when you're looking at what people were playing, it was a, a strong call. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think the the thing for me that like really makes the deck look so good though
0: is like how much loss it is if It's just Melix is so good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like I realized whenever I first started trying to test the deck like three weeks ago or something like that that I was like not I was not prioritizing it nearly enough. And it's, it sounds ridiculous to say that because it's your your nominal attacker, but like you can realistically attack with it the entire game until you can't. Mm-hmm. And like I wasn't doing that enough because I was like, well, I kind of want to like actually be able to kind of stuff and with that i felt like i wasn't i was just kind of setting up two shots into a lot of the bigger decks but that's realistically fine because if you're trading one for their two then you're still coming or like one prize like two one prizes for their two prize or you're eventually gonna come out ahead because you'll have a big swing in the end game so
1: yeah the only difficulty is you only have so many of those one prizes if you don't play the charizard which is why i think we've seen people uh definitely index more towards playing it um because like you trade the three snorlaxes and hypothetically against like to use this RDX matchup as the the line here, it's like sure you trade a two for one, you only have three Snorlaxes, so wh- how are we? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And we're, yeah, we're inching
1: towards the stage of the game where their guys are attacking for gigantic
0: numbers as we do this, and, and yeah. it's not like you play like Rod or anything like that to actually go back, so it does become complicated. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. It's just like it's just a a little bit of a tough matchup, but I mean it's it's also one of those where if you have the like priority in the matchup, and even if you attack with like a Lugia first and you know, you're still forcing them to hunt it with a boss while you're putting up one browsers every turn. You yeah. can kind of just win the matchup that way as well. Um, but I, I obviously I like this deck. I'm I'm a huge Lugia fan. You know this. Um I kind of burnt out on this deck from playing it so much over the last year before mm-hmm. the most recent sets came out. Um but I, I still think it's a really good deck. And as as you see Lost Box continue to push up in popularity, which Funny how this seems to happen every format, um, but as you continue to see Lost Box push
0: up, Boogie is the best deck against it, so yeah. no reason for it to go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to Lost Box, so there was a Lost Box list that came in third, and then another, and then Azol uh, came in seventh, both with the Kyogre list. I actually haven't looked at the the third place list yet to see how close it is to. Um, it, so this the Sawyer of Melbourne is the person that, that came in third, and they they also got one hundred and sixth, which. There's not much to say, but they got day two at Peoria the week before with the exact same list. So that's what I was trying to say. It was, mm-hmm. and it looks, I'm trying to see, it's a little bit different, obviously, than the winning list in Azul's because it does play the Raikou and the Dragonite. So back to more of a traditional base there. Um, it is playing just Artisan and Pokestop. And that's actually a change that Azul made as well. Instead of playing the three different stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Both are playing and this was the change. The literal one card change that Azul made from the winning list and uh Peoria to this to this list here was he cut the beach court for a fourth escape rope. Yeah. Um yeah. So I we, we talked a lot about Kyogre last week. I obviously still think that I, I think this is the best deck in the format. And whether it be included. Is there anything that can change your cause I, I know my
1: answer is no. Is there anything that changes your opinion on Kyogre being the best deck in this format within the life cycle
0: of this format? My I, guess is no. I don't even know what could because like any of the decks that seem like sleeper decks would not be well positioned into it. So, well, then it's like you you know you have the well Dura should be on the the Uprise
1: and these these big thick decks are pretty good against you. And it's like, well, we can just switch back to playing the Dragonite version then. Mm-hmm. And now we
0: trade favorably. So, cool, whatever, fine. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like I I am not sure necessarily which additional like attacker slash V's you need, whether it be like the Pidgeot. Uh, But again, we're talking about, like, a a very small change here. We're talking about no change in, like, fundamentally what your deck does. I don't think so. I I, I think that's why this deck has been so strong. Even in, like, peak Lugia format last year was, like, to me, the second best deck in the format because, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a format where there were three playable decks, and that was certainly one of them. And
0: that's, like, one of the highest power deck, like, formats of recent memory. Yeah, so the fact that it's kind of Remain right around here. Like, I'm not going to say that for the duration of the last year, it's been the premier way to play Lost Fox because I do think you could make arguments for the other versions throughout the lifespan. It's been right there and it's been like yeah. one of the best in the entire time. I can't imagine a comfy deck slipping off and it would really have to throw me something crazy that mm-hmm. I just don't see coming. You know, like Arc Gyarados. Not that that's a good matchup for Arc Gyarados, but like something like that I hadn't even considered. Someone yeah, yeah. And, and my,
1: my guess is that uh, Arc Gyarados is probably not a bad matchup for you either. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my point was just that, that level of obscurity that I'm just not even... Too
1: yeah, sad. no, something crazy that came out of the work. So I guess let me ask you this, since we're talking about Ogre a little bit right now. Which version do you... Like, do you see Zamazenta and like Pidgeot or going back to Dragonite Raikou going forward?
0: So over the last week, I've been only playing the Zamazenta one just because I wanted to kind of get, like, an idea of, of, of what makes this tick and why, why this was a, a change that I decided to make. I really like it. I don't know if it's better, but, like, I... I don't know it's tough i just, i think that really even beyond like the ArcDura thing like i think it really just matters what you think a, a bunch of the room is the yeah. method is essentially free and becomes completely free when you when your only two prizer is pidgeot <laughs> and given the, the meta share for that deck the past two regionals before this one i thought that was something that i would really want the deck didn't show up as well here i i, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem and also like not to give them too much credit, but the Mahone team—I don't even think the Mahone team traveled to this—and they were the ones that were topping with Marido, right now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, i, I think Raiku is just a generally good card, and so so like Dragonite's fine. Like depending on what you want to hit, I, I don't know. Like I, I guess one with
1: with Lugia probably on an upswing at least temporarily. Like Raiku's obviously good there, even if it's yeah. like even if it's like cheese wins, but where you can really turbo and knock out their lone Lugia in the active turn one or something like. That's game changing. So I'm yeah. I, currently I think I'm I'm preferring this version just because when we see like an arc deck come out of nowhere, you see another one in ninth that tells me that like arc is at least decently positioned, even if it's not you know the most attractive option. Um I like having Dragonite in the RCS matchups. I like having Ryko in the Lugia matchups. So I, I think I'm kind of leaning this way for right now, but it's such a small difference, like, you know. I don't know that you can necessarily go wrong. It's more of a matchup lottery thing.
0: Yeah. I think that if you were asking me specifically, and like, obviously, this is not direct because the regional next weekend is in Lille. And being in Europe as opposed to America, the format is not a ton different, it's but different. different enough that it makes it tougher to predict. Yep. Um, if Toronto was this weekend as opposed to two weeks from now, I think I would prefer the traditional Raikou Dragonite route because of how I think the meta would adapt. But in terms of like where, which one I think was necessarily better for the life of the format, I actually do think that, that Amazon, the Zamazantha one may have, have yeah. taken
1: that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't have like a strong take on the rest of the format. I think it's like every week you would be looking at what did especially well the week before. And then you have to kind of hedge on whether you think that deck is going to see an uptick in play or if you think the decks that beat that deck see an uptick in play and so on and so forth and figure out what that means specifically. And that's, yeah, right now I... For that exact reason, I kind of prefer Dragonite Raikou, because if Lugia sees an uptick in play, Raikou's better. If Duridex sees an uptick in play because of Lugia, Dragonite's better. So, here we are. Now, I guess the flip side is that Maraidon also is good into Lugia and could see an uptick, but is just so good against Maraidon, man. Especially if people
0: are too yeah. scared to, to play Zapdos. Like, you're,
1: you're not losing that matchup.
0: Yeah, I... I honestly don't think people are going to play those cards. I, I think that that's being worn out at this point. So. And I'm
1: I'm totally fine with that. Like if that's the the call you're making, but your your Lost Box matchup is just too bad. Then right? Like I I know we kind of already did this last week, but I just it's kind of like I can't support Maraidon to win a tournament unless they want to make that choice. And I'm I understand why they don't want to make that choice, but the, how are you gonna to lose the to Kyogre every time?
0: Well, that's the issue, right? And I think that that's probably like. I think it's crazy to me that Lugia converted like this and Maraidon's just nowhere to be seen and I think, think that's because of like if twenty two per cent of the I don't care how many Maridon decks make day two, if twenty two percent of the room is, is lost box luck. It's it, like there's 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 only so much matchup avoidance you can have right. whenever yeah, a quarter exactly, of the room is. In. Exactly.
1: So I, I you know, and I, I picked Maridon to win the first event of the format and I still like Maridon as a deck, but um it's. I just don't think it can like have sustained greatness while Lost Box is this big.
0: Yeah, it depends. It it, it like if if we think that you could end up getting to the like fifteen percent of the, a room again, and like that's tough for Lost Box. So, like that ne- like next week could be Maradon's week to shine. And like I said, like if if I was, it's tough because I don't I, I don't really think that you you traditionally play as much Maraidon. So I don't think it's obviously going to win necessarily in Lille because it's just not the deck they seem to play a lot, but. It does seem well positioned if, if the format were to trend from this. I assume Sander is winning next week with something, so Hey, don't worry. Control made day two at this event. Yeah, no. we've <laughs> seen a, a lot of these decks just kind of
1: floating around lately, which I
0: am all about. So uh, yeah, I would I would love for for the king to, to at least top. I, I I'm I'm like I've played these lists so we've seen these controllers pop they all up. Suck. And, uh huh. <laughs> They all kind of suck. You don't feel great. One was actually, I don't know if you've watched the stream at all yet for day one, but one of them got featured and, uh, it immediately got cooked by Lost box. So like as much as it's weird, because Lost box is like my favorite deck to play. It also just completely ruins the time of my historic favorite deck to play. So (laughs) there's no real win in this game. I think that's, that's part of the problem, but, uh, yeah, uh, the rest of the top eight we've covered six of the eight decks at this point. Um, there was a Gardevoir that made it, and I don't remember, I'm looking at it now, I don't remember this being anything particularly outrageous. Yeah, I'm looking at it here. It this, I mean, Gardevoir, for what it's worth, seems pretty solved at this point, like, for this format, at least. Like, I, I, this is the list. Like, generally, this is the list. Yeah, there's not too much to change. I've been forcing myself to play more Gardevoir online, just because, like, I want to, like, I'm like, what, what am I not, what's not clicking here? Why, why don't I like this? Why, why, like, what is my struggle? And... I do like where it's at right now more than I have for the last six months. Um, I still can't imagine bringing it to a tournament instead of playing um, Lost Box.
1: Yeah, I mean, the struggle is just that anger Ninja are cards, right? Uh-huh. Just uh, it's really hard to sell yourself on playing this deck under those circumstances.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, that that's always been my struggle. It's like, and like, also like I, I've always been like a proponent of. Well, I, I understand you're going to go... And this is the control player in me, right? Is that it's tough to finish a best of three. Just play faster. I don't know if Gardevoir really can. Gardevoir yeah, is Yeah, no. Gardevoir
1: hard. is so slow. And I don't it's you... not even necessarily like their fault a lot of the time. Because it's it's not as much like control. Where when you're doing your uh, refinements or trades or make dues Where it's like you can easily identify which cards aren't good in the matchup. It's way more like... There is just a lot more to think about when you're deciding which cards to conserve, yeah. and it. I mean, for me, like, I also don't think I'm going to get enough reps in ever with it that I would feel comfortable finishing a three-game set. And I, like, I, I would be lying if I said that didn't at least factor a little bit into deck selection for me at this point. Um, I do play pretty fast in general, but like, I like playing decks where I can finish three games.
0: Yeah, I I do too, and like you see, someone like Brent Tonneson, who's been one of the mo- best players. In the world yeah. to start this to start this uh, season off, I think he talked both of the or he like topped and like made a, a decent run in the day two at the first two regionals and then this one at the end of the day one he was four he was five oh four like yeah. and he ended up at eight one and six like that's nice. somebody who is renowned who is very accomplished and has played this deck a ton and even he is not able like six ties is absurd well and you know you play mirrors and now
1: both like that's a problem right yeah and even though. I personally don't think Lost Box actually has a hard time finishing games. I know a lot of people do. Um, and part of that is just like the, the slog of both players trying to take six individual prizes in a matchup like this. Mm-hmm. But it's it just gets hard. I mean, it is hard. That's the one thing that I'll say, like, even if you both play fast, taking, you know, a, a 11 or 10 knockout game where you're both playing single prize decks does take a really long time. There's just no way around
0: it. Yeah. And like, I think actually, what is toughest about Gardevoir in terms of finishing in time is that not only is it a single prize deck, in a single, uh, it's loosely a single prize deck, but yeah, yeah, but it, and it's also reasonably a single prize format, but f- like not it fully, but like enough of your matchups will be four of your matchup or four of your top that was a Lugia deck, And I know that is kind of a single prize deck, but yeah. it does
1: put a two prizer and play yeah. for you to kill. Normally, two of them because it plays Lunidian till.
0: To... Yeah, 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 yeah. But so my greater point is that like a lot of your games will be sloggy, but like. I like, I don't know. I, it's just, there's just so much. You, you have to, like, actually, like, maximize every. Like you said, you have to maximize every action. Everything takes so much longer. I don't know. I It's just, it's, it's you you nailed it. Like, it's so much, it's, it's the control, it's the pace that everyone thought control had without actually having it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can't, you want to be able to, like, look at the games where you concede early. But with Gardevoir, your whole thing is your comeback deck. So... <laughs> It's really hard to concede early with guard yeah, it's yeah. Just, it, like and that's like that's the benefit of the doubt that I will give toward uh in a lot of like the, the discourse that has been over the last like month right is that at least in in the game one like I understand how game ones can take like thirty minutes because you really don't typically lose the game until until like the very last turn mm-hmm. so it it's it's very tough to like actually like scoop early to get a, a full three so
1: yeah, and I think to to towards credit actually, somebody uh, posted this. I don't remember the exact data, but like he he has a below at like at the the net tie rate for Gardevoir toward ties less than. What I would so, love to see
0: how many how many of those matches finish in two games?
1: That's the right. That's the separate question. Or how like, many of those
0: matches you know finish in like, one game? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, it's like how many of his wins are like even though like they're not a tie, how many of them are just one zero round? Yes. Victory? And yeah, well, I think and, that's probably where we get to the issue.
1: I think that's the more damning answer, also. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, not to go too deep on this because I, I think I've already talked about it a little bit. And like, I, I still think Tord is probably the best to ever do it. But the the format does favor that. Um, and like, don't hear this like the wrong way, I guess, but like, learning to play the clock is important. Um, like, definitely you want to protect your lead when you're in a position where you can oh. do that and win a game but that doesn't mean like riding the the gray space at all in like you know taking extra actions and searching unnecessarily that's not what I mean when I say that um so not I think, right right but yeah not slash toward right I agree um which I think is where you get into like the the dilemma here because I again i still believe that Tord is one of the best to ever do it and is really doing it within the rules of the game legally but just like i don't know man don't be that guy right don't search your deck take an action and then go actually i'm gonna play a nest ball too now and then fail your nest ball after looking through your deck three times yeah like everyone knows what you're doing it's a little bit uncomfortable it's really hard to like you know uh Judge your way out of this one because we get into a lot of he said she said. You waste more time. You don't get an accurate time extension. Yeah, and how do you like? How do you police that? Like it's it, like there isn't really a way, right? No, not a good one. I mean, it, from personal experience, I've played on stream against a notorious slow player. It, you know, a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament with judges sitting at our table, and we still didn't get
0: anything. So, <laughs> well, and like, and I, I feel like, and this is why I'm asking you because it is something that you personally experienced, even if it's not from the same like a pokemon player it's, it's it's like the the thing still stands you, what, I mean, you're sitting there, you, you know he's slow playing but like what can you really actually point out to say that's, that's he, he's saying. not allowed to do that all you can really do
1: is like call a judge and be like, judge i don't think my phone is playing at a reasonable pace and that doesn't necessarily get you anywhere correct um, so it's, it's, but it's like invented, it, the, the trick is that you and i i'm very very guilty for not doing it first off because i i play at a very fast pace whenever possible i I don't, like, go to time a lot of times with decks that are notorious, like, time decks. Um, to my own detriment, probably a lot. I, I like to play fast. I don't... You know, it is what it is. Um, but, like, all you can do is call a judge. And it, really, the important thing here, and again, a super guilty, if you feel like your opponent is playing slow, you should call a judge. And then you should call a judge again if you feel like they're still playing slow. Because that's the only way that they're ever going to get, like, warnings for slow play. And that's the only way that it's ever going to be upgraded to a real penalty is through yeah. repeated, repeated warnings for slow play. And that sucks because that means it's like every single person's responsibility starting in round one to make sure that a slow player is getting their their warnings for playing too slowly. And that sucks because that really, especially when it doesn't matter, doesn't feel like that should be your problem. Like when you're clearly losing a game, your opponent is still playing too slow, like are you really going to call a judge to tell them to pick up the pace? feels a lot like you're sharking but you yeah. you are deep down respecting the integrity of the tournament by doing it and I have a hard time doing that it's not me I don't really care that much but like I say as someone who gets very frustrated when I lose so
0: <laughs> but like you know like it and this is weenie stuff but like also like there's somebody who like if, if we're obviously we're doing a podcast about the game so we care enough about the game in and of itself and like the history of the game and things like that like You'd rather the game actually be like. I hate that that's become a focal point of this format. Just that. I do do too. That sucks. And it's not even me protecting Tord. It's me protecting like. One again, we're talking about the innovations of things, and this seems like this is every single format or every single tournament. Sorry.
1: Well, it feels like we've reached the point where it's like understanding the right way to do it is is a key part of success right now, Mm -hmm. and you know, again, that that requires a lot of like figuring out where like legally is the right space to be where like morally is the right space to be separately from that and you know so on and so forth and i think another thing that's important to remember is you're not towards so a lot of people probably won't get away with a certain level of and like again still actually believe he is the best player in the world yeah yeah probably the best player of all time but like I think, let me put it this way, I think if I sat down playing against Tord and played at a pace that I've watched him play in stream games a lot of times, and he called for a judge, I think I would get penalized. Like, because I'm not him. I'm not, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, I think judges, it's impossible not to do this, will give a little bit of uh, like deference to players who they know and believe to be, you know, squeaky clean players or players who are like upstanding, and that's I mean, somewhat reasonable. It's hard to check all your biases out. And, you know, you see this happens with, like, refs in traditional sports too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where, whether it's you want to, you don't want to call back the awesome player, you know, you believe this player is subject to different roles, right? Like, these things happen. And the point here is, like, I, I hate to have the format turn into this, which is a large part of why I would definitely prefer to play decks where I know I can finish three games.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mariah, I'm all day, guys.
1: Uh. Uh, speaking of which, so like, I'm so confident in my ability to finish three games with Kyogre actually because if I'm losing a game with that deck, I'm scooping baby. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's I'm like You can kind of tell
0: real quick. It's in you're Wars, you're
1: fine. It is. It's another awkward one because of how many of your games you like. Look at the board. Look at your like loss zone on turn three, and it's like I can feasibly find the line to set up a four prize Kyogre in this matchup. Yeah. yeah. That's like, what hell is this like a five percenter or is this a you know thirty five percenter because that decides yeah. if we're playing it out.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking at the rest of the top 16, obviously, I think of the top 16 like that's not top 8, I think we only have three lists. So this is more of like a, a, a bird's eye view looking at things. So after top 8, it went uh, Art Dura, Turbo Zone, Maridon, Chimpow Backscalibur, Giratina V-Star Zone, Maridon, Kyogre, and uh, Rapid Strike. To, again, nothing there really stands out. I think the only thing that really does is that still no Charizard. For the fact that it went from Two in the top 16 last week, whenever it was the most hyped to like the most played deck in the tournament, not even getting a top 16 finish. Um, I think you're right in what you said earlier that uh, obviously we thought Brazil was the outlier because of the size of the tournament. Yeah,
1: uh... Brazil started off as the outlier, but then the number of people that believed that should have known better made me think that maybe we were wrong. And
0: it turns out Brazil was definitely the outlier. <laughs> so we we don't have the even like what they played for twenty third or twenty sixth. So I guess it could be a little bit higher, but the high, the highest placing known charge our list was twenty seventh. Yeah. So that, like it's it, it it's just not it's not the deck. Like it's it's good. It's just not great. I think like Do you think that some... there's go ahead finish. No, just because I, I think there's less, but still some name players that are bringing it. But like when I saw pretty much every name player that played it this weekend,
1: said that like they have changes in mind for the deck, but they don't think that like there's any more to like juice out of it. Like it's it's done. We've yeah. we've reached the peak.
0: Yeah, which unfortunate that that was the, deck, the the second deck that I decided to invest in because I think that as we get more cards, it's, it's not going to necessarily get better. It's going to kind of get worse. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, beyond that, I think that there's like we and again, we uh, I'm looking forward to when Limitless uploads all the lists just because the, the weird curiosity of wait, there's a Dialka deck that went nine, three, and three, or mm-hmm. uh, and we have a list for this one, but there's a and Zora arc deck that went nine, four, and two. I would never play that deck, I hated that deck whenever it was like borderline meta, no, it really was remotely hyped, times. yeah. But like that made day two, Control made day two. Like, what is this v star? Oh, Israel Sosa, okay, is, he made day two with Arc, Aerodactyl, Alolan, picks
1: so like you can smell that from over here
0: i mean that's true that's very sosa also but um yeah i don't know like very big gucci oh yeah yeah i can't dave how can i argue with that um so i guess my last question and like last question to segue into the last topic i guess is do you think that it's tough to predict necessarily because it like i've said multiple times already that it is a european event what do you think Lille is going to look like? This is, I think they're, what do they have? Have they had an event in this format yet? I think this I, is their I, first I, event. Uh, no, they had the special event, right? Yeah, it they had Barcelona. Uh, which yeah. to look at that, for instance, the, the top cut there was uh, four Lost Zone decks,
1: hmm.
0: one, of one, one of which being Charizard, Um a colorless Luvia toured with Gardevoir, another Gardevoir player. Well, that was pre-151 though, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which matters a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think um, I think Mew and, and the 70 HP Charmander have changed enough.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure, I would say. Um, let me let me lead with a different question, I guess. Do we think that it's possible that uh, everyone was baited by Brazilian Charizard in that there's a different Charizard, whether that's Lost Zone Zard or Arceus Zard, which we saw dominate a Malaysian tournament that was the same size as Brazil. Um, is there any chance that, like, hyping up Arvanzard was just wrong? Like, just a mistake?
0: Uh There's definitely a chance.
1: Like, I guess, do you, do you feel that at all? Do you have any thoughts
0: on that? Any opinions? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the deck is amazing, and I do think that, like, there could be something to be said for either of the other two variants, because like, as I said, going into the... And I still don't game, like
1: Lawsonzard at all,
0: but... I think I like that one the most still, and I don't think any of them are particularly great, so I know that you're a big proponent of Arceus Zard. I
1: just think that deck actually like, sets up the most, which I find to be the most important thing here.
0: I think that's um, weird. Do you like when your deck sets up?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I just think that deck does the thing the best as far as like getting its cards in play and being able to just like consistently chain attackers together. Um, obviously, Arvin has upside over or see it's like the arvin in for sealstone package or at least you have a, a crappy or not well, a skyla as the game goes on mm-hmm. um but you don't really have like items that are doing that much for you as the game progresses either so you know you're you're committed to all of these arvins but they're not that great a lot of the time as the game progresses either like theoretically the upside you get is that you're better as the game goes on because you know extra is just don't do anything but i don't really feel like you're getting that upside either if that makes sense like you had to put vengeful punch in your deck or something or whatever to continue getting value out of it really you know yeah like i so i don't know um i've been i've been trying to play more arvids just because like i i kind of like the charizard deck just as like a concept um I like the the comeback aspects, same thing as Gardevoir and stuff where like you get stronger as the game goes on. But like it yeah, I'm thinking that it's just fake. Um, as far as what the the format looks like to follow up with that, like I, I think I think Zard's done. Um, I think it's a surprise at this point if we see any Zard variants in Top Cut. And I guess like I wouldn't be surprised at this point if the versions we saw in Top Cut weren't either RCS or or weren't dumb weren't Arvin and were either Arceus or Lost Zone. Because I, I just think the, the Arvin Zard deck has kind of proven that it's just not it's not bad, right? It's a deck that can top 32. It's a deck that's reasonably consistent, but it's just not at the same power level in the format as a deck like Tiger Lost Zone or Turbo Lost Zone or even like Colorless Lugia, which you know is not a terrible matchup by any stretch. It's that deck's better against the rest of the field. So Yeah, um, I don't I don't I think I think Zard can... is like out. I think it's gone. We're done.
0: Yeah, I think that we saw it spike up to like the top like top listings of the Metadex and I and then saw it like immediately plummet back down. And I think that's probably where it's gonna stay. I don't I don't think it's
1: Yeah, I I just think it's over. I think we, we had our fun, we had our experiment, and
0: now we're done. Yeah. And I like I, I think this is this event is going to be a lot of Lugia, Lost Zone and Guardi, because even the even if that wasn't what just took over the last like couple, like the last event, like that's what Europe has primarily played. Like, like looking at even, like, so in Barcelona, which was, they you said, it, it was the Obsidian Flames format, but not even, like, not 151. I, like, the highest placing Maraidon on was 23rd. Like, they just don't play that deck. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, when you're looking at it from, like, the European perspective, that changes even more things, but, like, I, yeah. I feel like, for myself at this point, we've kind of saw, like, a, a tier break between a lot of these decks that you could th- think of being kind of on the same tier, and now it's, like, Lugia, Lost Zone, Gardevoir, and like I guess Maridon are kind of together at the top yeah. tier. And these other decks are kind of they've kind of separated those from the pack and these other decks like DTMU, Charizard, um, Rapid Strike, which exists in this tier perpetually. Okay. Various Arceus decks, Chien Pao, are all like still like you'll see them and they'll do decently, but they've they've definitely kind of stratified into the second tier, I think.
0: Sander control, obviously.
1: Yeah, well that's that's tier zero, but specifically if you're Sander.
0: Yeah, yeah. I forgot he actually got top thirty two at, at Barcelona, so I'm hoping for Yeah, kind of... yeah, that list was cool. Yeah, so um I think if I had to guess, I think that Guardi is going to win the event just because like Yeah, yeah, they like it more than us. They sure do. And because like the best player in the world plays Guardian will be going we'll be a hundred percent connected.
1: So yeah, obviously plays like, obviously.
0: I made the wrong prediction before, but even with Tord, the deck won't top. I think Tord is going to top and probably win the event, just because that seems like the appropriate stamp on the end of this format.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see some time complaining
0: online. Oh, uh, man, you got me all excited now. It's going to be great when the finals that are, like, 70, 75 minutes still ends in, like, uh, in game two after he won game one and just surviving. Man, that, that's the fun Running season. back worlds, baby. Let's go. <laughs> um but yeah do you have anything else on, on on where the format is uh going into to Lille this weekend
1: no I wish I could I still think Kyogre will win this tournament it's going to take a lot for me to pick a deck other than Kyogre to win any tournament sorry you no, know like it. Europe doesn't even play Kyogre and I'm still gonna pick it I'm, I'm just assuming some random Canadian is flying over there and running it that's the actual reason why I'm not picking it is because they
0: just don't play it but yeah don't I care
1: mean- I get it. Look, someone's, someone's going to decide that the prize money is good enough now that someone booked a flight. Yeah. And like, it's just money. So I get it. And they're like, they're a grinder. Like, so they were like, oh yeah, no, I'm booking this flight and I'm playing Kyogre because I would like a paycheck.
0: Yeah. I hope you're right. I I much prefer, obviously I would much prefer Kyogre winning than than Guard of War. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Guardie's definitely topping, but no, Kyogre's winning. Come on. I hope. I would, I would much prefer that. But uh, that'll do it for this week. Next week, somehow, we're back with another regional review uh, and regional preview. So that'll be fun. Um, so next week, we'll be reviewing Lille and previewing Toronto, which, man, the closer we get to that, the more bummed I am we're not going to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult but, uh, timing there. Yeah, no, for sure. It's just, man, you know what I would love to do? Sign up with Kyogre. Yeah. I good place to Pokemon with Kyogre. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be back next week on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks, y'all.